HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Happy New Year! It's Eat Your Words on Heritage Radio Network, and I'm your host, Kathy Arroway. And um, today I have a guest on who has had a very busy last year or so. Um, he's the author of Veggie Burgers Every Which Way and Vegetarian Entrees That Won't Leave You Hungry. And since then, he's been working on a couple exciting projects, one of which is a new quarterly um, iTunes-based uh, magazine, a food magazine. And uh, it's very exciting. So it's uh, Lucas Volger in the house. How are you? I think good. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining. Um, we're now neighbors too, so that's that's another exciting <laughs> development over your year. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at your new magazine. It's called Feast, and you just had the first issue out yeah, this Feast, winter. Feast by Lucas. Right. Um, yes, and we just launched at the end of November last year. So the and their theme too, because this is called Holiday Theme. Yeah, and you have a. It starts out with a story on finding the holiday feast, and it gets into a menu and beautiful recipes and pictures for each of these. I don't know, fifteen or so menu items. Yeah, like ten to twelve. Ten to twelve. Each. It's really, really nice, and also the the menu. It's vegetarian, right? It's, 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 is that going to ha- happen each issue, yeah. this feast? But it doesn't sound um, <laughs> prohibitive in any way. There's like there's like a filo dough pastry with Swiss chard ricotta and mushrooms, a porcini mushroom pate, um, cider glazed Brussels sprouts, you know, very, very holiday um, appropriate, but uh, delicious sounding. And who cares if it's vegetarian or not? Um, congratulations. Oh, thanks. But how'd you come up with this whole concept, the the iTunes, you know, online quarterly? Uh, well, I had been, you know, I've been sort of like faltering as a blogger and I, mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to do some kind of more 
um, publish something more frequently and then I can write cookbooks, but not quite. I, I can't keep up with the velocity of mm-hmm. blogging. Like I know you're really good at blogging and staying on top of that, but I just really failed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been for a while. I've been thinking about different ways to um, have like a recurring publication that's that's not a blog, but might mm-hmm. you know be in a similar digital format. Um, quicker and more, you know, I can write it more quickly based on, you know, things that I'm eating right now. Yeah. And share um, those really yummy recent recipes and so forth. Yeah. And then yeah. to have it sort of a seasonality thing, be able to like, I don't know, pay attention to trends that are happening and then just be right on it. But, um, and then, uh, I, I learned about this company, 29th street publishing, oh. which is the publisher of the app. Um, my friend Emily works there. And they do, um, they develop this platform, the publishing platform for this magazine, and they have a number of other, you know, clients like, I think Serious Eats has a magazine, and okay. Harper's Magazine has one, and then they... So not just food, yeah. Not just food, yeah. Um, and so it was through, through talking to them that we developed this quarterly concept, and I liked the idea of a seasonal feast. I like, I just like the word feast. Right. I, I, I'm... I'm excited to sort of like suss that out and apply it in all the different ways. I think like the next, um, next year is going to be focused around weeknight feasts. Oh, nice. So, and you know, I, I, I live alone. I'm often cooking just for Uh one. And so I like the idea of sort of like applying the, the feast for one on a weeknight, you know, limiting, limiting yourself. Absolutely. Treating yourself to an entertained dinner Yeah, or or entertaining yourself, I guess. Yeah. So, so that's sort of where it comes from. I, I think that this is great because, you know, you're saying about blogging, it's really hard to keep up. You feel pressured to, you know, update at least, I don't know how many times a week or so forth. Um, and because th- that just seems like the norm. And if you're not doing that, it's like people have this perception that this blog isn't maybe good. Um, or it just, you know, it, that's just the, the nature of the medium perhaps right now is that you can update Every so, you know, every two minutes. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but with this quarterly, it just seems really. Um, I mean, it's obviously longer than normal blog posts, but it's also really composed and really uh-huh. thought through. Like there's this whole menu centered around this one feast. So I think it's um, it's a lot more work too. Yeah, I, my brain works a little better that way. I like thinking topically about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, and, and thinking in terms of menu, I feel like there's. This is a way also, you know, there, we it's um, available. You know, you can download a free a preview, but it cool. it's a subscription based publication. So I'm asking people to buy it, and so I'm thinking of different ways to add value. Like every recipe has, you know, a really nice, sorry, a really nice photo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm you know spending a, a lot of time just cater, you know finessing a menu based around whatever the theme is, and just trying to make sure that it's something that's valuable. Yeah, each recipe in itself has a little intro and photo. It's almost like each recipe could be a blog post too. Um, so how how do we subscribe? It's sold right now through the iTunes Store, so okay. you can go to the iTunes Store and download. This, it's like the Feast by Lucas app, and then through that you can subscribe. You can either buy an issue or you can. Subscribe oh, okay. To it. So you can either buy one issue or a year, yearly subscription of four. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, what is your favorite? Uh, recipe from this winter feast well i just, just had oh, i just had like a new year's day party whenever that was how feels a like a week ago okay I, it could have I been six months ago Two. i have no idea <laughs> um i just had a party and like a daytime new year's day party and made the chili and it was really exceptional um where's the chili one, um, maybe scroll down 
So I've like struggled to make good vegetarian chili for a long time. Really? So many, I don't, I, for me, it's just like a hard thing. Like the balance, it's hard to get the balance right. Well, a lot of people ask for these like crumbles of fake meat. Yeah, I don't do that. You don't do that. No. I, I didn't think so. <laughs> <You did> this. <laughs> this one, I like, um, you know, I, I don't think in this recipe I'd necessarily specify that you use like a combination of beans. But in my last one, I, I had some red beans. I had some navy beans. I had some oh, cannellini yeah. beans and just use you know a, a mixture of beans and i think that made a nice that made some nice like textural contrast mm-hmm. but then um more importantly it was the all the different layers of heat Ooh. so there's like some dried ancho chilies that you you know reconstitute and then grind up with sort of like a bunch a of ginger and some serranos and then a little smoked paprika and you know Wait, like, you put ginger in it yeah whoa <laughs> yeah. yeah different different types of heat yeah yeah that's cool Oh my god, that sounds perfect for for these winter days. Yeah, it was a hit at the party. Awesome. Uh, you're not. You're actually like the second person I know who does an annual New Year's Day chili. chili I, so, I think someone we we know in common okay. was coming from one chili thing to another <laughs> chili thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's there's nothing like a weekend meal like that where you can make a big vat and then like save and eat the rest of the portions. When something that like improves as it sits too. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a, a really good way to go when you're entertaining, especially like an open house style uh, style thing. Yeah. So tell me more about, um, you know, since you, you've written a whole book about veggie burgers with how many different recipes for be- veggie burgers? Um, uh, 35. 35? 30, somewhere between 30 and 35. And uh, recently you kicked this off into a company selling yeah, veggie burgers. Yeah, right, right around the time that we launched this feast um, quarterly, we um, I launched a line of veggie burgers in the New York City area. So oh my god, it's, that's um, awesome! It's a little different than most of the veggie burgers because I'm so you sell it in like a t- so the company is called Made by Lucas, um, and we have two lines of burgers. One's a beet hazelnut burger, and the other one is a carrot parsnip and almond burger. Mm-hmm. And, and more flavors on the way. More flavors on the way. Yeah. And so we sell like the veggie burger mix in a little tub so then mm-hmm. you take it home and you shape it into patties or little bites or whatever and, and you could shape it. it into meatballs or fake meatballs i mean yeah you could shape it in Fill whatever dumplings hello kitty Dude. heads yeah, yeah. <laughs> stars and rainbows <laughs> i think that's really clever because something about the kind of like flat patty that is a little one-dimensional looking um it's cardboard looking then you know that comes out of the freezer for veggie patties and it, it's a little un, unappetizing looking but um the colors like that you've got carrots and beets in the made by lucas burger mix it's just like really inviting yeah makes me wanna... well we we feel that these are a very like true but it's like 90 percent just fresh vegetables and then the rest are nuts and quinoa and spices so it's it's, so it's gluten-free, it's, too. It's gluten-free. It's vegan. It, there's no soy. There's nothing. I mean, you might, if you're allergic to nuts, you might not want to try them. But other mm-hmm. than that, it's, it should be, like, good for everybody. Yeah. And there's protein there from the, the quinoa. I know it's really The quinoa good. and the nuts have some protein, yeah. Yeah. So definitely check out Made by Lucas. Where can we get it now? I know uh, it just the, launched. Yeah, all the gourmet garages, Green Grape, Paralandra, um, Food Cellar, sort of, like, all uh, back to the land in Park Slope. So it's all just really fresh. So that's why it's only in New York City. Yeah, so for now. far. Yeah. Well, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. So exciting, and I can't wait to taste new flavors. Um, I, I, I know you were serving these up for a while, for a little while at you know parties and um, 
a few bars here. I had there. them on the menu at yeah. 61 Local for a long time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Is it still there? Yeah. Oh, awesome. So um, now you can just buy them in a tub and, and make them at home. What is one really weird, inventive way to use the veggie burger mix that is not a burger? Well, I, I was just saying, as a dumpling filling, it's kind of fun. Oh, my gosh. It's, I mean, we have, I have, um, well, here's something. The, the dishwasher at the kitchen where I cook, he said that he, he's not at all a vegetarian. So he was like, I use this to stretch my meat. So he's oh. like cooking up meat in a fry pan and then adds more of the veggie burger mix and is sort of like a, a meat vegetable hash. Mm. So that's, that's something. I was Maybe. thinking, yeah, because um, when we're talking about chili, it's almost like you can kind of throw this into your chili. Yeah, Some totally. sort of leftovers, just color it up a little bit. Yeah, I haven't tried that, but it'd probably be good. Yeah. And um, there's no egg, right? There's no, no, no binder. It's, it's fascinating. But it really works, though. It really comes together. It does, yeah. Uh, I guess that's, what is that, the nuts? or A potato. Okay. It has that, like, glutinous quality once mm-hmm. you, you blitz the crap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the next um, topic for... Oh, I think you already shared that. For Feast is the weeknight. Yes, next one is weeknights. Yeah. And that's for entertaining for one. Can you share any recipe that you're working on right now? Um, I, well, I'm doing a couple different... I'm trying to figure out... The thing I'm trying to figure out right now is um, dessert. Because there's so many like obvious desserts for one but I, you know, I'm trying to come up with something that's like feels decadent but also makes sense in the context of oh, the weeknight. Oh yeah, because if you're going to bake or something, to mix up all those perfect proportions doesn't usually translate for one serving. Yeah, well and I'm not it's not necessarily weeknights for one but it's mm-hmm. sort of like a, a more you know, I, I the genesis of the weeknights was you know, one of those nights when I got home from work and I was like totally exhausted and sore and I just wanted to like go out to eat mm-hmm. and I you know, resisted that temptation and sort of stood there in my kitchen and set out what I had and ended up just like making risotto in the process of making risotto and then sitting down to eat. It was just like such a restorative, like it was the perfect thing that I needed after a long day. And so trying to like continue that, you're trying to apply that to like, you know, that train of thought to treat yourself, find some, take some pleasure in the cooking itself. Absolutely. And that might be what our weeknights need. Yeah. Rather than worrying too much about how quick is this? Is this going to be over in 30 minutes? How many dishes do I have to wash? Yeah. Right. Just, you know, enjoying the process itself. Yeah. Restorative weeknight dinners. I'm really looking forward to seeing that issue um, when it comes out in a month or so. Yeah, toward toward the end of February. All right, definitely check that out on iTunes. Um, We're going to cut to a quick little commercial interlude, and we'll be right back chatting more with Lucas Folger. You are listening to It Ain't Hard to Tell by the California Honey Drops on the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Please don't say you love me when you do how you do. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Did you know that pollinators are needed for more than two-thirds of the world's crop species? Most of these pollinators are bees. However, North America's bee population has been steadily declining since the 1990s. Whether you live in the country or the city, you can show your commitment by hosting a hive in your backyard or even on a rooftop. The beekeeping movement is growing, so you're sure to find swarms of folks who can help you find your way. Learn more about the ways you can help be the solution at WholeFoodsMarket.com slash share the buzz. 
we're back chatting with Lucas Volger on the new The Feast, or sorry, Feast by Lucas, um, iTunes-based subscription quarterly magazine on food by 29th Street Publishing. Um, It's really an exciting concept. I love how you explained that it it came out of being frustrated by blogging, so trying something new. Being personally frustrated, like I I love reading food blogs. I spend way too much time doing that. Yeah, but you know, this is a different and this is an exciting, you know, different um, medium or genre, if you will, to to try out. And you know, the sky's the limit now that you know that you know you could have um, digital books and you know download those instead. So why not magazines, yeah. quarterly magazines too? Yeah, totally. Um, so congrats to that. Um, I was going to ask because um, you're. You've written a lot about vegetarian food, and you sell vegetarian burger patties. Um, do you find that it is easier to to cook simply, quickly, and sort of more effortlessly um, when it's only vegetarian ingredients? Do you find that to be an advantage? It's definitely cheaper. That um, it's cheaper. Yeah. I don't. I don't eat very much meat, and I don't like cook it when I do. I, yeah. I'll, I'll eat meat, but it's sorry. I, I also house. know that Lucas is not. Like a lifelong vegetarian, so that's why I or, or a strict one, right? right? In comparison, but um, it's probably like I don't I don't know. You have to like there's more more prep work involved in vegetarian cooking for sure. There's oh, there the chopping is. up, you know, you have vegetables to chop up. I feel like if you're just going to cook yourself a piece of meat, you can kind of like ah, true that. throw it in the pan and cook it, and then mm-hmm. use some vegetables. But that's usually side, an expensive cut of meat that you would just yeah, throw that's in a pan like true. that. Yeah, I don't um, know. I'm. I'm my. I I like the the chopping and I mean that's something that always calms me down. So it's, mm. I don't I don't necessarily think about it as much of a chore. Mm-hmm. You can't just like throw a carrot onto the no, grill. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Though a There's grill would be prep. so nice. I feel like if I ever have room for a grill, I would so love to have that. Just seems like that would eliminate a lot of dishes and. I know. And, and uh, you know something like a tiny New York kitchen that would be mm-hmm. very very rare to find. But <laughs> hey, you never know. Um, so so you're mostly a vegetarian these days. Mm-hmm. But um, tell me more about that decision. Um, did you decide to eat meat just for expl- exploration's sake, or um, a little bit? You know, I I have gone back and forth being you know strict vegetarian strict. and not and now it's just I sort of just like got I don't know maybe it's lazy but I just like loosened up about it where I don't I don't think about it I don't think about it all that often okay like when I cook at home I I always cook vegetarian I mean unless it's a super special occasion mm-hmm. um so I don't I'm not very often like buying meat myself um but if somebody, somebody invites me over for dinner mm-hmm. or if I'm out to eat someplace and whatever you know i I'm curious to know. I also right. like if living you go in out to ex- like I don't know a, a Caribbean restaurant. and You want to try whatever is their yeah. specialty. You might eat meat. Well, in New York, I'm like I am not immune to the the like the the sexy appeal of the New York dining scene, where it's just I, I want to know what people are talking about. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to like and, and right now meat seems to be the most exciting stuff in terms of food. It is, yeah. So I don't eat a lot of it, Probably. but if you know if I'm out to eat it, I want to. I'm, I'm curious it's really to tough to, to to be a vegetarian and and you know kind of be on um, just in the know about um, the latest trends in food. Yeah, it's tough. But you know, I, I, I'm 
Actually, um, I have a lot of, I can relate a lot to what you just said about cooking vegetarian for yourself if it's not for some special occasion or you're not entertaining because I find that I do that a lot too. Uh And I've, you know, talked to a lot of friends who they say when they cook, it's mostly something vegetarian, like a simple pasta with veggies. And um, I, I, you know, I I think, I think it's very interesting. um, And I wonder if it has to do with with the expense or maybe it's just, the personal preferences of, of not buying meat I bet a lot sometimes. of it is, well, I mean, I just feel so much better when I eat. I, I right. Mean, I, the, I just spent Christmas out in Nevada with my family, and we I ate a fair amount more meat than I normally do, and it just, like, takes me a week and a half to recover <laughs> from that. And um, and I, I, I saw it, like, on the one hand, I just feel, or, you know, one point one is that I just feel so much better when I'm not eating meat. Right. And then the other thing is, like, if you're going to be careful about sourcing it, you're going to end up spending so much more money on that kind of ingredient. So, I f- and maybe going out of your way to find that in the and, first place. Yeah, and the, and the trouble the, and the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There is an interesting paradox where a lot of people. I, I can't imagine a lot of people making themselves like the most decadent gourmet burger on a brioche with like blue cheese right. and stuff, <laughs> bacon. But I feel like that's what a lot of people go out for to so, to true. treat themselves yeah. to. True. So I guess, you know, different uh, different venues for different types of food, too. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about, um, well, it is about health purposes because, you know, it's, you know, if you cook more often than you go out. Um, so uh, Feast Holiday, um, it is a beautiful, how did you shoot it, by the way, too? Because there's a design element um, that is really clean and it's um, evocative of just uh, an everyday sort of a kitchen it's not too styled out it's not too crazy um, yeah that's what i i had an idea for like an all-white background and you know i'm like a marginally skilled photographer like that's not really my forte is taking photo yeah. but i'm working on it a lot and so i had an idea for like a really clean crisp white background throughout and i thought that would be kind of nice in a digital format um and I see that you it's not always just plated like you have like the the sheet tray here, a little crusty looking uh-huh. sheet tray with the <laughs> um yeah, so it's there's some process uh sh- shots showing the process a bit. And uh so you shot this whole thing. I did. Yeah. I I had some friend my friend Sean came over for one or, you know, t- I did it over the course of a couple of days. He came over for one day with his tripod and showed me how to use my camera with, you know, I, I'm I'm I mostly just use my iPhone mm-hmm. when I'm you know not doing stuff like this. But I got a little had a little bit of help for the cover photograph. I asked my friend um, Kara Howe, who's a really good photographer in the city, to take that. And yeah, did the that cover in her is studio. great because you're in it, so you can't shoot it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, how did this differ from doing a cookbook shoot? Because um, I know that you have two cookbooks, and um, you didn't. You weren't the photographer. That was like a whole process of, you know. Yeah, I think this uh, mainly differs just in the sense that there's like this. I have like total creative freedom. I mean, I Emily mm-hmm. um, at 29th Street edited, but you know, it's mostly I get to I get to do whatever I so want. So it's something like in between having a a book publication and a blog because a blog is totally unedited. I wouldn't have anyone recipe <laughs> checking or testing my um, my recipes. Or, or, you know, any of the typos in uh-huh. the prose. Yeah, uh, I think it is. It's nice that, to have that. I, I like that, too. I like the, oh, and if people are paying for it, then I feel a lot more accountable to making sure that, 
you know, I, I'm, these recipes are all tested. That's mm-hmm. been pretty rigorously rigorously edited on my part, more so than if I'm writing something for my blog. Um, the photos, I definitely spent, you know, create a little mini studio in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the when I when I do shots um, in my kitchen for the blog, it's a little bit more informal. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that seems to be the way to go if you're going to make a blog post every every other yeah. day or so. I don't, know how, I, I don't <laughs> so. know how people do it. And then also have all these gorgeous photos. Because <laughs> then you have to also the thing that kept like catching me up with the blog. I was like, well, you only have these certain hours when the light is good yes. to shoot stuff. So how I just don't understand that how people manage their time. No. And then not have like this totally filthy kitchen all their life. I, I'm I'm sometimes I you know racing and I I don't catch the right sun. I'm like okay, never mind. <laughs> it's be a flash. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I actually I won't shoot it. <laughs> oh. Um, you know, save it for another day. But um, did did you have any precedence of this type of online quarterly or not online? What do you call this? It's <laughs> um, it, so it's an an iOS quarterly technically. IOS quarterly. The, the, um, for Mac devices, have you seen anything like it that inspired you? I, ha- you know, I read I read a lot of food blogs and I read a lot of food writing. I hadn't seen anything that has this much of a personal narrative or okay. pers- it, um, right. It's not not it's not like a story about my life or anything, but it definitely I put my name in it and there there's an introductory essay that is you know personal writing absolutely, and the essay is sort of you know in in this first uh, issue. I've spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, my holiday meals growing up or, mm-hmm. or ones that I've sort of fantasized about as an adult or, you know, I, it, I, it has, it has a pretty strong personal element. It's um, a personal essay. It's, on, yeah, this is a personal essay. Holiday feasting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I haven't really seen anything like that in ter- in the quarterly format. Right. I, I could just have overlooked it, but. Right, right. Especially in this um, digital format as well. Well, because a lot of uh, the food quarterlies, which um, I, I'm really excited about, um, you know, there's a lot now in print. Mm-hmm. We've seen like Kinfolk and right. uh, Gather Journal, so forth. Um, you know, those are group written um, with different contributors with, yeah. you know, personal essays. But I, I imagine that throughout the course of reading issues of Feast, we'll get to hear from one author. And that's really different and get to see, you know, all your personal essays um, yeah. You know, in a nice, like, neat, short, digestible form. Sort of like a blog. Yeah. Well, sort that's of like the, something in between. I don't know. <laughs> that was a little bit of the impetus behind yeah. it, too, is that I'm sometimes, you know, I read blogs on my computer, so it's like it's sitting on my chair and at mm-hmm. my desk. And I like the idea of being able to take, you know, I read cookbooks in bed and being able to take my iPad or my, you know, phone into bed and read it in bed. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Something is more, more akin to a book than a yes, blog. Yes, it is more akin. Can you print it and you'll just have like this I guess you can you'll have a PDF and print it I don't know I don't think you can I mean I think it would be a lot of work you'd have to do like screenshots and then print it Um, okay I sent you that it's just like a a promo thing that, but it's perfect on an iPad yeah or something like that when they did 29th Street did such a nice job designing it Mm -hmm. it looks really good it's really I mean I use my iPad in the kitchen a lot when I'm developing recipes and cooking from stuff and yeah I found that it's like holding a book. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, and I just being able to relay to them like the ways it's, you know, like you don't want to scroll too much, you don't, you know, when you're cooking with an iPad and they, I feel like they just designed something that is mm-hmm. pretty suitable for the kitchen and for you know, armchair reading. I see. I see. 
Well, this is really exciting developments all around. Yeah, um, very thoughtful. And I just found that <laughs> recipe for the chili, finally. Um, it is vegetarian brown ale chili with winter squash. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Um, cannellini, uh, navy, cranberry, and um, so that's your variety of beans that you recommend. Although it's one, one or a combination. Or there. any, yeah, and or. Um, and then, yeah, I love the pumpkin. It's very colorful. So I'm definitely going to try that out. And if uh, anyone listening out there wants to try out this delicious chili recipe and anything else from Feast by Lucas, definitely check it out on iTunes. Yeah, there's a free Download preview it, up there. Get a yearly subscription, four issues. I can't wait. Cool. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. All right, that's about all the time we've got. But um, we'll see you next week on Eat Your Words. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.